you know, and I think coming full circle to this woman, nobody taught her that. Nobody taught her. So if you and see society hasn't burned her, that's the problem. She's allowed to touch the hot plate. Correct. And she has not gotten burned. She is not. That's an burned. excellent. That's an excellent and point. That's, not, I totally agree. That's, that's the problem is that society has allowed these Karens to keep touching this thing and nothing happens. They walk well, away. I agree. That's that's a, that's that. Beautifully said. Exactly. Exactly. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Today is June 14th. Today is Flag Day. And I only know that because my sister got married on Flag Day, as did my in-laws. So today's a big anniversary day in our house. So we'll be doing making the rounds later on, buying those gift cards for those restaurants because we still can't go anywhere, but takeout is still all the rage. Yeah. So I'm very excited about because, you know, I'm going to get something from each of them. God forbid we stop somewhere and not get something, a roadie for the car of some sort. In our case, it's usually a fry with some kind of mm-hmm. topping. But um, no, today's <laughs> been a very active morning. It's only 1014 in the morning and it's it's uh, been a very busy morning in the McCarthy household. Yeah, you guys Not everybody is seeing eye to eye today, O'Malley. <laughs> oh no, what's happening? <laughs> just just seeing things differently. <laughs> and uh, And I'll leave it at that. How are you doing? I know. So I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm ready to go. I really. I'm like. Do I? I'm any high energy today. (laughs) Yeah. Like. Oh, I forgot. I forgot how that sort of feels because I. (laughs) My youngest is with me, and he's so chill and laid back. Like we're very much the same person. Uh-huh. Same personality, same ability to like not talk for 12 hours and not think anything's wrong. Right. You know, right. those couples who like, and obviously that's not a couple, but you know, um, it, you know, no, it is a people, relationship, but yeah. you know, there's people who are in a relationship that can't go five minutes without, you know, Bumping heads. why aren't you talking? Why aren't you saying? Oh anything? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like I'm fine. I'm over here. I'm reading. I'm like, I don't hate you. I haven't. I just said I loved you 10 minutes ago. How would I hate you? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something like that. So well, I'm blaming this one on the fact that somebody hasn't eaten yet. And uh, since I'm the one who had dinner last night and he didn't, and he still hasn't had anything yet, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that he's got the hangries <laughs> and he's being the difficult one, but that's only because I have a platform right now and his is until later. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's always talking about eating. This is like, it just, it just didn't, it just didn't work. Like it, he got, he started writing blogs last night. And um, so I think he just got, he just fell down a rabbit hole of doing stuff. So it just wasn't conducive to what he was doing. So it just didn't work out in his favor. So I heated up some Arturo's from the other night and, but it was just, I'm just saying he just didn't get his chance to cook and get his fill. So now he's a little nasty this morning, <laughs> but he's very, he's so cute when he's nasty and he's in a bad mood and when he's arguing because he gets real animated, you know? And like, I sometimes feel if um, Nick Hamilton was here and he was writing, drawing some stuff. Who did you just love to have Nick oh. animate like a day in the McCarthy household? I, would I think it. everybody would be shocked to see how different 
our house is versus like the, the, um, fantasy versus reality. Yes. Yes. Fantasy versus reality. That's right. That's exactly it. Today, today was a reality versus fantasy day because the reality of what was happening today was not the fantasy that's portrayed. It is though. I shouldn't say it isn't. It is, but it's very, it's like very intense, very high energy. And poor Bridget was out cold. Like she was laying on her back, hands across her chest, just angelic. And he came in and he was all excited. He's looking at me. He's like, oh, she's so cute. And then I asked a question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so this is what you meant. And, you know, it didn't go over very well. Kind of like a lead balloon. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? When you have questions and you need things answered, you can't be afraid to ask them. You have to speak up and ask them. And just because someone reacts a certain way when they're asked, a couple of times because you don't understand. <laughs> Anywho, so this week we're going to talk about Karen's, right? And I think I think this is good because I'm not sure if you saw this one. There's a new Karen. There's a new um, there's a new Karen out. Did you see this one where the gentleman was painting Black Lives Matter? Central on the front. Yes, in the front Chalking. of his house. Yes, on his on his own. And she's doing this to him mm-hmm. with her finger on her. Okay. Okay, so she's playing the role of I'm not the intimidating. I'm not going to come after you, Karen. Yes. I'm just going to stand here and act all high and mighty and say, Do, you know, those are the people. Those, those that her, that is the type of of woman that I feel like I run into back when my kids were in school. Those, yes. that's the lady. That's the lady with the click. That's the, that's the woman who said. Oh, don't talk to her. That's the type of woman that would talk to me as long as my sons were around. Did I tell you about this? And then the minute my sons left to do their project and I was left with the parents, that woman, when I was like, oh, and then what are you doing later? Turned and just (sighs) wouldn't talk to me. And it, and like, I just was like, why? Like, why am I not being like talked to? And it always came back to like, well, you're, you were standing there and everyone knows that you're not married and she has a husband and her husband was there and she didn't want to engage. I was like, are you kidding me? But I've had that happen forever. That, that those types. You're such a bad influence on people. I'm a bad, bad, bad influence. They're guilty by association. Yeah. If they're standing next. To them. I even went to a church that had that. They even like, we were doing something <gasps> as women. And then one day, one of them mentioned doing something and we were like, oh, when is that? And the one and that same type of woman looked at me and she goes, oh, no, we're only doing this to make you feel better because <gasps> you don't have husbands. This is the normal stuff. This is our charity work. And I was like, oh, OK, bitch. It's <laughs> funny so, because I don't see myself as the one who needs. The charity. <laughs> yeah. So can you do us a favor? Can you explain exactly what a Karen is? I think we're allowed to, honest to God, I think, I think, you know, it's one of those things where certain people can say certain things about mm-hmm. their own kind. Well, this is, this is where we're going to deep dive today. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have so many thoughts on Karen's because now they have different faces and different, um, but, but they, they hide but they, in plain sight, but they're more or less, they feel like they have the answer mm-hmm. or their answer or their thoughts are are right will not be changed. They're not looking for answers. They're allowed to. Right. They're coming in with, with 
whatever is in their head is a fact. They're not really. So if they're using questions to ask you a question to, or, you know, to, to get you to talk, they don't, they don't care about what you're saying. They're just going to wait for keywords and then jump on you. Right. Some of them, some of them, some of them just harass people like that lady who has the hat (sighs) that's going around. She parked over the line and then she's calling people out for being, you know, non-white and saying, learned how to park. I'm going to call the police on you. And she's literally parked over the line. I, I, you know, there's, there's many faces of a Karen, but my God. They're everywhere and they're getting out of control. And I think they're more than, there are more of them than we realized. Mm -hmm. And phrases like see something, say something has been misinterpreted by them. So what I feel is for, for me, it really is, you're a Karen if you go up to somebody unsolicited and offer your opinion. That to me, and, and not, not just offering your opinion, no offering your opinion, offering your opinion in a kind way, a insulting way, a condescending way, a direct way, an intimidating way, any way that you feel, any way that you do it. But if you take your body and your opinion and your voice and you involve yourself and you interject, excuse me, you inject yourself into somebody else's situation, that to me is a Karen. And it can be anybody. But for some reason, it's white women. White women do it more often than, you know, like I find, and and, and yes, that's a label, like, you know, white woman, black woman. Indian woman, whatever. I understand that it's not nice to label somebody. And I don't, I usually it's more just a, a description because I'm just right. frustrated and I don't have the, the mind capacity to, because I'm dealing with 700 million things. So it's not a derogatory way. Cause I just don't think that way. Somebody, one of my son's friends actually pointed out to me this week that I told her how, um, she turned 16. So I was complimenting her and I was saying how, you know, it's been fun watching you grow. Like you're a beautiful person. It's been nice. She's like, oh, it's so funny how you've always used words like that. And I said, like, what? And she's like, you know, a person versus a girl. She's like, I always feel funny when someone calls me a girl. And I've never done that. Like, I've never been one like, oh, you're a beautiful girl or you're a handsome boy. Like, I don't, I just have never differentiated between the two. It's always been, oh, you're such, you, you turned out to be such a great person. And I think that's because my dad did that. He would always say that to me. Like, it was always, you know, gender neutral. For some reason, he just naturally did that until he didn't want to. But then you knew he was getting a point. But um, so back to Karen. So Karen to me is that is somebody who injects themselves into your daily life without being solicited. And I've noticed that these signs all over the new, uh, like the transit and the walls are anywhere in New York City, mostly say, see, if you see something, say something. I think they need to take it one step further and it should be say something to the authorities because these people feel empowered. They go around. We're in the age where people take their cell phone. And as soon as somebody does something wrong, and I'm not saying it's not good that they do it because I think with this case with Mr. Floyd, it worked out. Thank God somebody had that on video. And there are other, all the other situations. I'm not saying that that should stop, but the day-to-day stuff where people sit there and inject themselves. And like this woman, I, I honest to God, I felt for this guy so much because I just see it happen so much. You have four kids. I have three. How many people have come up to you and said, 
you know, you really need to control your child. And I've looked around and I'm like, he's two. What's your excuse? You're, you're 50. Like, are you kidding me? You're, you can't tell a kid's having a temper tantrum. You, can tell them, you want me to reason with them? Oh yeah, that'll work. Let me give them a butterfinger and shut them up and give them negative reinforcement. That'll work. See how that works when you're voting in 10 years. <laughs> and he's one of the people that, you know, forms an opinion and has something to say against someone like, I just, it blows my mind how these people just inject themselves. And that to me is a Karen. Yeah, they, um, I would say that I, I don't know if I, how do I say this, man? Um, they've been around forever. <laughs> they, they, uh, they do things to various people. They are obviously out in force right now. Yes. Um, I noticed it when my um, severely autistic son, the one I was told to institutionalize and I, I you know, had people kind of, I wasn't going to do that. And uh, because he was non-communicative, like he could not communicate with you. He could not pick up a cup and say, like, go to the fridge and tap on the fridge and, you know, like want more milk or give it to you. Like he could not do any of that stuff. So a lot of people will say, oh, my kid didn't speak, but they did a lot of other types of communication. He did not speak. And I've, I can't remember how many times people would. Unsolicited? Say, yes, unsolicited, you know, say something to my daughter and my oldest son and then get to him and say something. And of course he could not communicate. And they were like, well, you're not going to get anything until you talk. <gasps> oh, oh, my oh, God. oh, that's when Mama Bear was like, I'm going to fucking knock you yeah, out. Yeah, I give you a lot of credit. <laughs> like, I if you can get him that. to talk, I will give you everything in my bank account because I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, that's not that's, that's I mean, these are the types of people who have felt empowered, who have felt like they need to like there's a difference between what you were talking about. And an episode where you knew you couldn't step off the sidewalk or do whatever because the community was involved. The community um, knew who you were. You knew who, you know, your neighbors were. You knew who the people at the stores were. They knew who you were. So if you were doing something, right. your parents would find out about it. There's a difference right. between those types who are trying to make sure that sure. you don't yes. get in trouble, that you don't do something that is going to be dangerous or get yourself right. hurt. Well, Mrs. So-and-so wasn't going to tell your parent. Mrs. So-and-so dealt with you right there. And that, <laughs> like you were afraid that she was, like, she was going to crack the right. But they had formed those relationships. Sure. Yeah. There's a difference between those types and the, well, I'm going to assume the situation and now tell you what I think. Yeah, she just injects it totally unsolicited. Like it's like she has a right to because I'm see I see something, so I'm going to say it. that's not what they mean. You know, it's when I when I saw that video of the man um, stenciling again using chalk stenciling his own retaining wall. Um, they acted as if they found like a long trail. <laughs> you know, as if he had gone yeah. for like two miles. And they just, they were like, what's this? What's the, like, what is this? And then they just came across like a, some random person doing it. And then right. they were like, uh, but even then, read the room. It's chalk. I just think that nobody <laughs> ever, should, like, what bothered me most was how dismissive they were of this gentleman. Just in general, 
that walking around with this superficial attitude, like, um, well, I know who lives there. Yeah. Well, there was absolutely, like you said earlier, there's absolutely no room for a mistake. She was, she genuinely believed there was no way she could have possibly been wrong. And she was just saying things, completely ignoring him so that she could find a way to say that, you know, what she wanted to say to her agenda. She just pushed her agenda and pushed her agenda and didn't allow for any, like she couldn't possibly imagine herself being wrong. Exactly. And I watched it and watched it and watched it. I kept watching. One of the times I went back just to watch the husband. He enabled her. Like he enabled her. These people are awful. So we've got Karen's and then we've got the enabling husbands that aren't like, come on, honey. Like, like, you know, like figuring it out. Like he's, he's recording too, as if he's going to catch, like, he's going to do something to like point this guy out. And he, he's, how would he, is he, is he going along with the lie saying like, they know as a couple who lives there and, and I'm just, I, I just like the whole thing. I'm just like, these are the people. And then these are the people that make it, make it harder for other people to go and get change done. Like if something happens, those are the, no, I was there with my husband. My husband was right there. He'll say everything he saw. happened. He, he saw, saw it. it. And then that couple will be believed over a single mom, you know, a black man or whatever, you know, whatever right. it is, it's going to be that. That's how it's going to be. Like that is how it has always been. It's I would like to see a follow-up to this. Does that sound petty? Like I'm into a drama or a soap opera or does that seem, because I, I'm, I'm really not, I'm not interested in the drama of it. Like I do find the, inter- it's, I do find it entertaining about that. Some there's, there's to watch. Like I'm, I would be lying if I didn't say I found it entertaining at her ignorance, not, not anything more just because I can't believe that there are people. Cause I almost, I guess because there's a part of me that doesn't believe this is true, but this is happening. It is true. And I'm not, I'm it not denying true. that. Yeah. I just can't believe that this is at, at any age, at any point in time, I just can't believe that people are this ignorant. But there, there are, it's, it's the same reason we watch like, you know, uh, well, no, I don't watch them, but what is that show? Um, the crazy things that people do like, um, my weird addiction, like stuff like that. It's the same reason why hoarders has a following because people can't believe that this is, this exists and they watch it for entertainment purposes because they just can't believe it. But the truth is, is that it's very, very sad. It's very, very sad that there are people that are this ignorant and this narcissistic and they're this confident that they feel they can just go in mm-hmm. and insult and just demean somebody else. I, I, I can't, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. <laughs> I'm trying so, to find her name. What is her name? It's, his was Robert. I do remember that. The, um, your question of, do you want to see a follow-up? And you said, it's not necessarily for the drama of it all. Yeah. I want to see a follow-up, but I feel like it's more like, um, like to me, I want to see the justice of it. I want to see her pay. Yes, like, I think come, that's exactly. You know, what it like is. I want to see her have to come forward and just be like, "I need to rethink my life. It I comes, was wrong." It comes full circle back to what one of the first things we had said, what we had spoken about when we did Woman, and I have a very strong position on accountability. 
I really do. I really, really do. It's one of those hills I choose to die on because I feel like if there was accountability and people enforced it, then, then things just wouldn't like, it's like this or like with, um, what happened with, uh, Mr. Floyd, things wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it would be if people were held accountable by those who should be holding them accountable, like she shouldn't be being, she shouldn't be judge, jury and executioner. She should be like, just be the messenger. I see something. I'm going to say something. Hi, my name is, uh, what is, why don't it's going to annoy me what her name is? Cause I have it. I have it here. And it's like, I just can't read fast enough because I'm just a slow reader <laughs> as we've spoken about, but I'll find it. It's it, I'll, I'll get to it, but she should, if she had a problem, she should just, you know, could dial her local police and be like, I saw somebody doing something on the outside of their property. I believe I know the owner and I don't think that's him. I just figured I, you know, I saw something. I'm, I just wanted to document saying something. And then the cops would do a drive-by and they'd be like, Oh, Hey, Mr. Jamilo, whatever, what is the gentleman's name? I don't know if I'm pronouncing, I don't want to do it incorrectly. Juanilo, is that his name? Um, The guy's the guy who posted it anyway. And, you know, because they drove by, he said the police came by because apparently she did call him. They didn't even get out of the car because they recognized him as the owner because they're familiar with their neighborhood. And they were like, oh, just, you know, just doing a drive. And he was like, yep, I know why you're here because Karen just left, you know, (laughs) but that's, and I think that's okay. If she saw something and she wasn't sure, and she was looking out for a friend, she called who would be the one to hold him accountable. Had he been doing something wrong, but they take it upon themselves to be judge, jury, and executioner. And I don't understand why people feel they can do that. Because they feel like it because their mother did it or their aunt did it. Somebody influenced them and that person was influenced by someone else. And so this is the generational thing. This is the thing that I was talking about, like with when I moved from California to the Carolinas, it, I, you know, I was, I think I had this impression that, you know, like the great grandmother would have passed down like some, you know, like a super racist would have passed down some just because that's how they were taught. And maybe they weren't, but you know, racism is taught, but then that, that woman would then have a child and that, you know, would be, closer to, I don't know, say the sixties or something where there was like a little bit more like eye-opening things. And that person would then have a child that would be taught maybe the right way. And I was stunned that that is not how it is. I mean, there are, it's, I'm not saying that everybody is bad. I'm not saying that you can't find good people, but it is shocking. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's where it needs to, it needs, it starts with the moms. And the dads, it starts at home. Everything starts at home, right? You, you, that's where you first learn mm-hmm. to sit up. That's where you first learn to roll. Over. That's all your first, your first introductions to thing are at home. So everything starts at home. And I think moms, because I am a mom, so I can identify as a mom and I can only speak as a mom. I'm not saying that dads don't. I'm just, because, you know, I, because I'm, I do know how important a dad is and I, and I loved mine. I was raised by mine and I, and I get that but I can only speak from experience. So for me, I think moms, I see what kind of control we have. I see what kind of power we have. I see how my kids react to things because of the way I react to them or because of, you know, even if people don't believe in it, like I, I I say, I would like not to, it is do as I say, not as I do. I don't care what anybody says because I will definitely have the extra 
piece of chicken when I just said, don't eat too much. <laughs> it's all do as I say, not as I do. And, and any human does the things that doesn't, isn't true is just in denial. But it all starts at home. And I think these people have to realize that everybody is watching. Your kids are always, always, always watching. They're always learning. They're always absorbing. They're always interpreting. They're always forming their own opinions. They're just sponges. And that's what we do. And I think us as moms, even though we're exhausted and overwhelmed, we have to be better as a whole, not individually, because I know I, I, I really try to do my best. And I know I drop the ball at least a hundred times a day. I know I do. I am by no means close to perfect. But when I see my kids not see somebody for their color and that like that, or, and that's not because of everything that's happening now. It's, it's in general. I don't, my kids, when they see a kid who has um, physical disabilities, they don't even notice. Like they don't notice to the point where they're not oblivious and they're not, they're going to you know, trip right. over us. Like Finn, for example. They're, in other words, they're, instead of the whole like, oh, I don't see color thing, which is obviously a lot of people say that. And it's like, well, why not? Like, you're just, what well, you're just, no, I don't know. Like, that's just, but you're, you're saying that they can, they can actually connect with people and not think I'm only going to connect with this person because they're white, but this right. person, they're I'm going to have to go through a laundry, laundry list of things before I'll allow them, you know, right. to be someone I talk to. Right. Like one of Finnegan's friends has cerebral palsy and he's in a wheelchair. They've been friends since God, maybe two. But Finn doesn't see, Finn sees that he has it. He knows he's got it, his issues, but he doesn't exclude him because of that. He, he befriended him because he spoke to him and he liked him. Like, that's it. Oh yeah, that's him. And he's got that. Uh-huh. And, and well, no, we can't go to, you know, can, you know, can we go to the movies because he's in a wheelchair? Hey, can you go to the movies can we, with a wheelchair? Hey, okay. He can, you know, like, it's not like, Ooh, well, don't ask him because he's in a wheelchair. We don't want to hurt his feelings. Right. Why? What if he can go? And, and, and we don't go because we didn't ask, you know, we're not, it's not, Oh, you can't go to the movies. Well, well, I, you know, we'll tell you how it was. It's not like that. <laughs> you know, it's like saying like, Hey, what can you do? It's not, we, we're not going to do this or you can't come because you can't do it. It's all about positives. It's all cans and do's. And, mm -hmm. but if you pretend that somebody isn't what they are, that's the worst thing you can do. That's the most discriminating thing that you can do. Okay. So you're, um, you know, uh, Jewish. Are there any, like, well, let's go to dinner. Well, are there any restrictions with your diet? Like, okay, no, excellent. Well, yeah, there are. We can, I can only go here because I don't eat that. Okay. Like, I, I think to be ignorant and to not embrace is the worst thing you can do. And I've, both my husband and I have tried very, 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 very hard in some capacities and in others, it's just come naturally because when they're in an environment, like on a, in a group of kids and their parents don't do that, it's very transparent and it's very obvious. And we've tried very hard to like, like my kids will turn around and they'll look at us and be like, is this for real? Mm -hmm. And, and then we'll be like, yep. And then I have to now teach them how to um, deal with that situation because they don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, even though they might hate what the person's, you know, position is now they got to be with them for the next three hours. And they look at me like, seriously, I have to be with this kid for the next three. And, and I have to teach them how to deal with that because there's going to be situations that they're stuck in 
where they have to deal with that and they have to learn that. Does that, that make like am I am I making absolutely. sense? Absolutely. <laughs> because I feel yeah. like I'm on a soapbox and I don't want to be, but this I I just I am fired up today for <laughs> I, you can teach your children things without teaching your children, without actually sitting down to teach them things. It's because of how you treat them, uh, what you do, how you treat people. If they, if they consistently see you mistreating everyone who wears a red shirt, eventually your kids will mistreat people with red shirts. I mean, that's just how, that's just how it is. That's, you know, right. you have, you have teachable moments where you actually are teaching or teachable um, parts of your, of your life that you're actually teaching them and instilling values in them. And then there are the things that you do, like you're saying, like, do as I say, as I do with the extra piece of chicken or whatever. But it's sort of like, if you were constantly talking that way to people, Mm -hmm. then that's how your kids would think, you know, that's okay. That's no, that's, that was the right thing. My mom's a saint or my mom, wouldn't ever do anything wrong. Why would my mom do anything wrong? So she did it. It's fine. Like we can do this. It's fine. Um, When you were talking, you were saying about how, how we influence our kids and, and how we, you know, teach them. um, Jackson sent me a message. He sends me these a lot, but he sent me a message um, during the 2018 Red Sox run. And he was like furious about pitching because it was a disaster, but they still won. It was just a whole thing. So he goes on. I mean, like, I'm going to show you. He just, he goes on <laughs> and on and on. Okay. So he's going back through every little thing that's going on. And he is so furious. He is just like, um, he's, he's talking about, I will have this person's head. I will do this, blah, 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 blah. He's talking about all of this. And then he just he just starts screaming the, the guy's name that hit the home run. He's like, like five times. And then he's just like, he ends it with Benny biceps, Red Sox win. He goes, you did this to me. Oh, <laughs> right. I made him now. And I know this. I made him an absolute lunatic Red Sox fan. I did that on purpose. <laughs> I did that with my actions without saying anything because everything was Red Sox. Everything was, you know, whatever. I had it on. It was always on. He is a fan. What do you think you are doing to your kids when you talk badly to certain people? What do you do when you say, I'm not going to watch that show because blank. Mm -hmm. You're teaching your kids to do that. Just like I taught my son to be an absolute lunatic about the Red Sox. And we're all guilty of it. Like to say that we aren't like, I remember when my son said he was looking to go to Duke. Like, like that is something that Mick has like said when he was in seventh grade or something, you know, and uh, someone overheard it and later on pulled me aside and said, wow, you know, I really feel for you because it's going to be very difficult in your house. How is your husband going to handle that? <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, like we know he's just Notre Dame is that, and now she's a very, very like, you know, she's got six kids. They've all like the, the older four have gone to Ivy leagues and that I'm like, first of all, Mick's going to choose 17 different colleges in the next six months. Like, what are you talking? He's in seventh grade. He's going to change his mind <laughs> a thousand times. And if he ends up at a technical high school where he's learning how to drop an engine in a, in an old, we'd be a four, four, two. Awesome. 
my husband's not going to say squat because he's going to be proud of his kid for choosing what like they like same thing like but she's like oh well no he's just such an ad like a big diehard we know how mike is with notre dame I'm like oh my god and i realized like it's just, like the way that and he is i mean my kids know game day is on everybody's around the table and it's extremely intense until if they start losing everything the tv goes off everything gets shut down snacks get put away you know so yeah, I, I mean, to, to talk to that point, I, I always, <laughs> I always call, I, this is like a little, little side note. Um, I hurt myself during a Notre Dame game. I, <laughs> did you break like, your wrist? Like my husband, when they scored a touchdown, no, it's like good? a permanent injury to my right knee. <laughs> no, what'd you, um, <laughs> I was during a game. You guys are so stupid. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and yeah. Okay. I am. I love but I always tell people, I'm like, no, it was a game day injury during a football game. Right. But see, this is like the like, entertaining what? side. And they were like, no, Notre Dame. Like, I don't wait. really like that you got hurt, but I find yeah. it entertaining. But then like, I people <laughs> look at me and they're like, you're a girl. I don't think anyone has played. Like, did you go, wait, what? Like, were you on the sidelines? I'm like, oh no, I was at home. It was, it was an injury after they scored a touchdown. <laughs> the celebratory injury. Yeah, that's what my husband did. But no, I, I absolutely like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mess. And oh my uh, God. it's bad. It's bad. I'm it's sorry. Like, I don't think I'll ever I'm sorry be you're okay. so involved. Right. I'm so enthusiastic. But that's but that's the thing. That's that's you know the things that we pass down to our kids. We pass down yes. the love of sports. We pass down a certain college. We pass down our love of, of you know certain activities. Mm-hmm. We pass down a lot of things that yeah. we don't personally what we're not actually thinking that we're teaching them. You know, maybe you're not. Maybe you never talk about the music that you play, but your parents are, you know, maybe they're not talking about it, but they always played certain music like the Mm -hmm. Stones or the Who or whatever. And maybe they never really had a conversation about it except, oh, yeah, this is this this album or whatever. And and just didn't do anything. And their kids grow up and they happen to love that music. Right. Because that's what was introduced to them. It's true. Right. It's true. And, and I think if you um, project happiness and inclusive, you know, people being included, I think that's, that's good. Like that's the way it should be. You don't realize the impression you have. So just so people know, I do want to bring up a point of, of the video I saw. On- Look at him shaking his head. He doesn't like, he doesn't like that. People are not 
to play with the blue-eyed people <laughs> on the playground. So the I love this teacher. Room today are going to wear collars so that we can tell from a distance what color your eyes are. What year is this? She's a brown-eyed. You'll begin to notice today that we spend a great deal of time. Is she white or is she black? Okay. I don't see the yardstick view. You think if the brown-eyed people get out of hand, that would be the thing to use? Who goes first to lunch? Is that a blue-eyed kid? Blue-eyed people. Blue-eyed people may go back for seconds. Brown-eyed people do not. Brown-eyed. You know? They're not smart. Are they crying? Like when we were down on the bottom, everything bad was happening to us. She felt like you didn't even want to try to do anything. It seemed like Mrs. Elliot was taking our best friends away from us. What happened at recess? Were two of you boys fighting? Russell, call me. Names and I came in the gut. Oh, they got you. How nice. They always call us that. Yeah, always call us brown eyes. What's wrong with being called brown eyes? It means that we're stupid. I watched what had been marvelous, cooperative, wonderful, thoughtful children turn into nasty. I like us. Discriminating little third graders in a space of 15 minutes. Yesterday, I told you that brown-eyed people aren't as good as blue-eyed people. That wasn't true. I lied to you yesterday. <laughs> the truth is that brown-eyed people are better than blue-eyed people. Russell, where are your glasses? I forgot them. You forgot them. And what color are your eyes? <laughs> Susan Ginder has brown eyes. She didn't forget her glasses. Yeah. Russell Ring has blue eyes, and what about his glasses? He forgot, he forgot them. Yesterday we were visiting, and Greg said, Boy, I like to hit my little sister as hard as I can. That's fun. What does that tell you about blue eyed people? The brown eyed people may take off their collars. And each of you may put your collar on a blue-eyed person. The brown-eyed people get five extra nuts of recess. You blue-eyed people are not allowed to be on the playground equipment. You blue-eyed people are not to play with the brown-eyed people. Brown-eyed people are better than blue-eyed people. They're smarter than blue-eyed people. And if you don't believe it, look at Brian. <laughs> I use Orton Gun and Phonics. We use the card pack. The brown eyed children were in the whole class the first day, and it took them five and a half minutes to get through the card pack. The second day, it took them two and a half minutes. The only thing that had changed was the fact that now they were superior people. You went faster than I ever had anyone go through the card pack. Why couldn't you get them yesterday? It's not pleasant. This is a 
Filthy, nasty word called discrimination. We're treating people a certain way because they are different from the rest of us. Is that fair? No. Nothing fair about it. We didn't say this was going to be a fair day, did we? No. And it isn't. It's a horrid day. What did you people who are wearing blue collars now find out today? I know what they felt like it's yesterday. I did too. How did they feel yesterday? Like a dog on a leash. Yeah. Like your tear on that fucking prison. Like a shot of and you're throwing the key away. Should the color of some other person's eyes have anything to do with how you treat them? No. Alright, then should the color of their skin? No. Should you judge people? No. By the color no. of their skin. No. When you see a black man or an Indian or someone walking down the street, are you gonna say, "Look at that silly looking thing"? No. Does it make any difference whether their skin is black or white? No. Or yellow? No. Or red? No. Is that how you decide whether people are good or bad? No. Is that what makes people good or bad? No. Now you know a little bit more than you knew at the beginning of this week. Yeah. Okay, now are you back? Yeah. Does that feel better? Yeah. Does the eyes that you have make any difference in the kind of person you are? I love that. You know what this, you know what the wild, there's two, there's two wild takes I take away from that. The first one is I knew immediately from the first three seconds when you started playing it, what she was going to do. And that's just a simple daily observation from being a human being who has common sense. And it amazes me that people across the board, any race, any age, above we'll say we'll make it adult 18 don't see that as for how simple it is and she gave them a simple lesson and the other thing is look at the control that she had over so many and i think a lot of us do with the fact that she was charismatic she was determined she was confident she was focused on what she had an agenda and when you have an agenda and you have that kind of charisma people will follow And there are so many people out there like that, that don't harness it and use it for good. And I know I'm a, I'm a cheerleader for positivity and, and proactivity and being positive and all that stuff. And I get, I get ridiculed for it sometimes too, but she had so much control over these little kids. And then you think, you know, how compassionate these ones who were brown eyed first felt like, oh my God, why me? But what bothered me was how Lord of the Flies it got when they were first told that they were blue-eyed and they were superior. And then the second day, even though those kids felt ridiculed as brown-eyed kids on Monday, on Tuesday, when they became um, the superior ones, they right away couldn't wait to get their collars off and put them on somebody else. So it just goes to show, like, there is a basic human nature that's going to be a pack mentality, whatever color is done that day. but. You know, I got and I have to point out, she, you know, the green eyes were exempt. So I, I said, what does that make me? I was, are you, like, are we just, are we just the perfect with the chosen people? <laughs> like, where did they go? Like, where, what did we, what did we get? We were allowed to be off that day. No. <laughs> I'm feeling left out. No, I, I think that's a, that's brilliant because what she did, because on so many levels, now she'd never be allowed to do that today. 
this is what I wanted to, this is, I wanted to, I wanted to play this um, because we were going to talk about it as, you know, as mothers, as white women, what are Mm -hmm. we doing? What are we calling other people to do? White or not mothers at all? Like, you know, what are you teaching your children? Think about it. Really Mm -hmm. think about it. When I first watched that, I, I saw this a long time ago, but it, it, I, you know, sought it out and wanted to look at it again. Um, it reminded me of, and I don't, I don't know how much of, of this you have ever like studied or gotten into just because I, I happened to have to study this particular thing, but the Stanford prison experiment, which is a shocking, it, I'm, you know, if, if anyone has not watched it and does not know about it, just watch it. And it, it really has nothing to do with race, but it is the pack mentality. It was students that were put in a situation and some were told that they were going to be prisoners and some were told they were going to be guards. And these were all college students. They were all, you know, highly educated or on their way to be highly educated. And what came out of it was horrifying. And it's pretty much this, it's on a very minuscule level, what happened between day one and day two of Brian, the brown eye versus blue eye here. Like you, the minute you start telling people and that's how quick it is, that's how fast it is. Really? I mean, they so, really, they, they shifted right. like immediately. So it just takes a little, you know, just sprinkle See, you know, a little racism on, on yes. your day, you know, mothers, fathers of what you're teaching your children. And what do you think you're making? I agree with that. You know what? I'm going to take it one step further. I think that it was a wonderful lesson. And I, I do. I love that because anytime you can use it, have it, take an opportunity to have a teaching moment and you seize it. I think is incredible, especially in her, when you're doing it with kids and, and at eight, that's a wonderful age to be doing that. <clears throat> but there was a mom locally, locally here who um, she had two sons pass away from a drug overdose the same night, <clears throat> excuse me, separate, separate groups, separate friend groups, separate parts of the night, sep- completely two totally unrelated incidences while she was asleep. One son was one place, one was another. She woke up in the morning after putting one going to sleep, having two healthy sons, both of them dead from a drug overdose, separate times. And, um, she's, she speaks out, she, she goes to the schools and she talks about it because she feels that it helps her just like me, nine 11. Like I felt, I think when you speak about it, it, it helps you every day. Cause it, you, you, the pain never goes away. You just learn to live with it. And, um, she, I was listening to her speak and she said, you know, I spent my whole life looking to be a mom, being a mom. And I told my kids, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, stand up straight, do the right thing. You know, um, she said, I did. She's like, I really did. We had a wonderful family. My kids were bright. They were smart. And it was always, you know, don't do drugs, stay away from them. Look at what happens when you do drugs. She's like, I never said to them, but if you do, then you have to come to me. But if you do, you're human. You are a a person. You, you're going to make a mistake, you know, be nice to everybody. But if you aren't nice to somebody, and it upsets you, or if it makes you feel good, regardless of whichever one it is, talk to me about it because you're going to be mean to somebody. She's like, I never thought of that. And 
her son had gotten one of her sons had gotten addicted to heroin and he overdosed from he died from a heroin overdose he was he had written a journal he kept a journal that she had found and it said i can't let my mom find this she'll be so disappointed she's like i would have been disappointed but we would have dealt with it my other son tried it and apparently she got feedback from um friends or whatever that he was the way he was feeling he was he was upset he was nervous he was scared because it was the first time he had ever tried this drug and he he was so upset with the way it made him feel he just went home and then he had cardiac arrest but had he woken her up and said i know you said never to do drugs mom but i did it and this is what i'm feeling i'm terrified and my heart's racing she might have been able to get him to a hospital and who knows she's like i don't know i don't know but i never taught my kids what to do in the event that they do screw up and that's the only thing i didn't hear that teacher say you know she wasn't speaking to the karens in the group listen and if you see someone on the blue of the one of the blue eyed kids pushing around the brown eyed kid in the in the in the playground because of this experiment you have to you, you don't say something to the blue eyed kid you come to me you say mrs so and so listen you know he was picking on her because she was she has brown eyes she was he was picking on her because uh, you know the other kid because he has blue eyes whatever it was she didn't say but if you do see somebody doing something against somebody because of the color then this is what you should do. And I think at that age, when you're teaching guidance is something, you can't just tell your kid, go upstairs and study. If you don't get straight A's, if you don't get good grades, I'm telling you, I'm going to be disappointed. Get your ass upstairs and hit the books. That's great. But if you don't teach your kid how to study, they're going to go upstairs and they're going to look at the books. They might actually hit the books, you know, like who knows, but they'll be sifting through pages. They might read it a hundred times, the same paragraph over and over again. And that's not, studying. That's just reading it over and over. For some kids that works, but you actually have to go the next step and teach your kid how to actually study in a way that makes them more educated for that specific subject. And I think that's what's missing. People don't take the time to actually teach how to do it. They tell you what to do. They tell you right from wrong. They tell you don't discriminate. They tell you don't be racist. They tell you don't do this, don't do that. But if you do see a situation or if you do do something like that, this is how you make it better. This is how you should, this is what you do in the event because you are human. You are going to make mistakes. And that's why saying, I'm sorry is important. That's why saying, listen, we don't see eye to eye on this. And I'm sorry if I got you, whatever I said, got you so crazy, but you have to understand like, I'm not you. I don't think the same way you do. So even though I did this, I ha like, you have to do that. There has to, it has to be two, three, four, five fold. And just saying, do this, don't do that is not good enough. I think instructors, whether it's the parents, the teachers, whatever, whoever has to be better and has to follow through. It's like a golf swing. If you just stop at the ball, you're going to either break your shoulder or the ball's not going to go. You have to follow through. It's not just do this, don't do that. It has to be. But if you do, you know, and if you don't, there's going to be these ramifications and you will be held accountable. I think it has to be taken a step further. Sorry, absolutely. I do. I don't mean to rant, but it, no, it makes me it, crazy. I, I absolutely, I, I know. I probably say I absolutely agree. Oh, there goes Melly saying, I absolutely agree. There's something that I think, I don't know if I felt hyper sensitive to it or hyper aware of it because I was the only parent, but I made a big deal out of telling me the truth immediately. Oh, even yes. if it was wrong, even if you did something wrong, 
Yep. If you broke something, what, whatever it was. And I always said, this can be fixed. I don't like this. You were careless. Please don't do it this way. Or this was an accident. I could have done this. Do I, am I sad that this is broken because it was X, Y, Z or whatever it was from, you know, passed down from my mom or, or whatever? Yes, mm-hmm. I am. But did I, do I think that you slammed it up against the wall on purpose? No. But if you lie to me, yes, tell me something else. And the truth comes out later. Mm, I always <laughs> made it a bigger deal. I said this right here at, at point A, that wasn't the problem. That was, I could deal that with was that accident. I could mm-hmm. have handled that. That could have been, if I needed to replace something, I could have gotten on Amazon or gone down to pre-COVID, go down to the store, do whatever. Or I had another one or whatever. But now you're on my now you lied to me. You lied to me. You did. <laughs> now you lied to me. And now you spent my time trying to figure out how something happened or thank you or whatever happened. And now we're here. So now I'm not mad that I'm not mad about the um I got a peace offering. I got food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not mad about the, you know, the right. dish that was broken because right, right. you grabbed it. And for whatever reason, there was just like a little bit of residue and it was still wet and you grabbed it and it just slipped because, you know, it, right. detergent and water or whatever. But now it's, I find the, the dish somewhere mm-hmm. or whatever, or it's in the trash. And I'm like, what, you know, what happened? I don't know. Right. Like, you know, everybody has those moments. Like, I don't know. Nobody knows. Okay. Well, I didn't break the dish. How did I, you know, mm-hmm. I, there's three of you here. Did someone come in the house and break a dish? Are you like, sure did, you're not Italian even a little? I, you know, I don't know. I, I It's gotta be somewhere yeah. because this is like, like my kids yeah. laugh when I, because when, I, I feel I share exactly how you feel. And I'm like, and, it's okay. Like the dish is break. Accidents right. happen. Guess what? I'm going to do something tomorrow and I'm going to break something on my own or I'm going to do something on my own. I'm going to go, God damn it. You know, and I'm just going to be mad at myself. Right. We get over that. But if you fucking lie to me, I am going to bring the wrath of God down on I you. I want your mother and dead. And I want your neighbor dead. Dead. <laughs> yes. Dead. 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 <laughs> the Godfather is my favorite movie. Come on. <laughs> so. It's yeah. true. That's the one thing you cannot. And you have to teach disrespect because yes. that's what they're going to do when 100%. they get out in society. They're only going to be at your house, right? You know, technically 18, 20 years. They're going right. to be a human for another 60 right. or 80. You know, you're programming them. Program them right. 100%. And you're going to make mistakes. You're going to. You know, I'm going to tell you, don't touch this. It's hot. Don't touch this. Mm -hmm. But if you do, you're going to burn yourself. And if you burn yourself, it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. It's going to hurt. Number one. (laughs) But number two, we're going to have to get you first aid right away. Make sure you tell me. You know, chances are they won't touch it again. Maybe they'll never touch it. But if they do, they're going to know what to do. And that's the same thing with every situation. You know, and I think coming full circle to this woman, nobody taught her that. Nobody taught her. So if you see society hasn't burned her, that's the problem. She's allowed to touch the hot plate 
Correct. And she has not gotten burned. She is not. That's an excellent, that's an excellent point. I totally agree. That's the problem is that society has allowed these Karens to keep touching this thing and nothing happens. They walk away. I agree. That's, 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 that beautifully said. Exactly. Exactly. There you have it. There you have it. We solved it. Every Karen needs to get burned. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's. Do you feel bad for really nice Karen? So, like for people named Karen who have. I know. I know. One of my dearest friends is named Karen. I love her more than anything. And she's and she's so not a Karen. And she's like the kind of Karen when the kid is like freaking out in the supermarket and screaming, she'll like come very very close and say, "Want me to hold the kid so you can actually breathe?" Like she's one of those. Like she's very quiet, very subtle. Or she'll she'll be the type of person to pay and say, listen, this lady has about $300 worth of groceries. Here's a thousand. Just let her go. <laughs> Don't make her stand in line. Like she's one of those like mentalities, like whatever it takes just to make it easier. But um, I would like to see the follow-up to this. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch. Yes. Okay. So now one of the things that I, yeah, before something. we go, one of the things <laughs> I wanted to talk about was non-Karen-y. Non-Karen-y. So the other yesterday, I had posted on Twitter that I was shocked to find out that Daryl Hannah married mm. Neil Young. Like that blew my mind. Like it just blew my mind. I just, yeah. it just, I, I just wasn't expecting it. Because I was a big, you know, I wasn't a big one, but I liked Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young, like growing up and stuff like that. And, um, you know, like I, I never think of them as like sexy guys or anything. Like they're, like they're not attractive or anything. Any of them. But I always liked them. I always liked their like kind of laid back personalities. And so when he, I found out that he married Daryl Hannah, it kind of piqued my curiosity to the point where I researched it a little bit. And she looks exactly like the wife that he was married to for 39 years. Like if you look at the woman he was married to for 39 years, who was like one of his backup singers, Peggy, Daryl Hannah is like not a much younger version, but a younger version of her, right? So he divorces her. He's starts dating Daryl Hannah, which obviously there must've been a, was there an overlap? Uh, it's just, it's gray. Okay. I don't want to say, I don't allegedly, you know, sometimes it, marriages are it could over be. long before like the date that gets right. Wikipedia or whatever, you know, but she died of cancer, like within a couple of years, a few years after. Okay. So like, maybe I don't, like it just, it just all seems so Dr. Susie to me. Like, uh, you know, when we were doing the twisted history of, of um, children's authors, I was surprised at how many were, you know, shady husbands. And like when Dr. Seuss's wife, she had come down with, uh, I think it's Guillain-Barre disease. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So I apologize if I'm not. Gillian, but like like Gillian Barr, whatever. That, yeah, that might yeah. be it. That might be it. And um, I was surprised at how like these men, these particular men, not men were so like dismissive of the wife. And like, I'm wondering if that's, you know, and Neil Young is pretty, he's pretty loyal, you know, like, so David Crosby spoke out, excuse me, David Crosby spoke out about it. Like almost like Daryl Hannah was like just in it for a money grab. Like she came, like he said it on, I think it was, um, maybe Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or one of those nighttime shows. I'm not sure which one, but he made a point of saying how she was in it just for a money grab. And like Neil Young wouldn't speak to him. Like he was like, there's no reason for a reunion. Like he, he, he apologized publicly to her. And, um, 
but like, it's like fractured their relationship. But at the same time, it's like, there was just like such a weird, like dynamic around it. So then I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know about that. But someone on Twitter had written, you know, oh, I bet David Crosby do. So I was like, David Crosby. Oh, that's right. I forgot about him. He's the guy who gave the, he was the sperm donor for Melissa Etheridge and her girlfriend, her wife. Right. Remember that? Way back in the day. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, that boy just died of a drug overdose. Shut up. He, and not just like, a, you know, really? in the past, but isn't that heartbreaking? That like, <laughs> it just, it's just goes to show you how like nobody is exempt. Nobody like, but don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. But if you do like, you know, it's just crazy. It, that broke my heart when I saw that. It broke my heart when I saw that because I, because I love Melissa Etheridge and I saw her live once and she's just, just a lot of energy and positive, just nice, just and I know that they like, they broke ground for, you know, um, the LGBT, I don't know, LGBT. I'm terrible with, I'm just terrible at names. I really just am terrible with names. It's nothing. It's, but I loved, I love everything about, is that what it is? LGBT? Yep. Q. Oh, good. I got it right. And then, <clears throat> There's yeah. too many. Yeah. Because, and I, and I just don't know because I just, I'm not one of I keep people, thinking but. I'm going to get added into that, like. You and O'Malley, like a freak that just does that. Uh, what is it? L G B T Q. What is Q? Is that queer? What is Q? Yeah, I think yes. But no, it's two things. I don't know. I forgot. And then we'll add. I o. should know, but my brain has been on Karen, so please forgive me. I'm just forgetting. And we'll just it, add O to the end of it for O'Malley, yes. and then whatever. Because and I, and I so O'Malley would be. <laughs> Are you considered hypersexualized? No. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, I don't know. Mm. Over happy? Over. Mm. We'll have to come up with a, we'll have to come up with what you are. What is it? Mm. <laughs> because you really, like, you really do. You know, it's going to sound funny. You really do fit all of their categories. Because I don't know one mean L. I don't know one mean G. L, G, B. I don't know one mean B. What is T? Trans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do know. No, you're, 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 uh, you're happy like a T. I don't know any mean or miserable any of them. Yeah. So you really would fit in your no, own category. I, category. I think up with a category who for you. is sort of like, okay, no, I like them, but I don't act on it. Like there's a, there's sort of a. And you definitely don't see yourself for as gorgeous as you are. Like I, it blows my mind (laughs) how you just don't see that side of you. Going to like vomit or something. I don't know. And that's my point. Yeah. But I'm gross. I can't believe you say that. I can't believe you say that. I'm going to introduce you to my girlfriend, Marnie. My girlfriend, Marnie runs, she does the wing girl method and she teaches men how to talk to women. I know how to do that. I just I know, don't like no, no, I know. I've been a wingman. I know. Like, We're going to get life. you. We're, I'm going to have her talk, talk. You know what? Let's have her on. Let's have Marnie on. Absolutely. Because I think, I think, um, right, so this is going to be a, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun because I think that you have to see the, how, like what you see versus what the, everybody else sees is so different. Man, I wonder if people, the people don't say that about me. I'm pretty, I'm, and you're out there too. You, you say it, call it like it is. And, but you just don't see yourself for, 
I mean, you have, there's, I don't think there's a negative thing about you. <laughs> and it, I just, I yeah, there's, there's loads. There's tons. I'm I just, I don't know why you I'm say just, that. Just, You're absolutely incredible. No. This was, this was fun. And I tell you what, I, I want to, uh, this, by the way, there's times where I'm like, I don't, you edit out want, my I don't want to edit the, like, I don't want this in there, but I, because I'm, you know, clearly the person who puts this out and then I'm like leaving and like compliments. And I'm like, motherfucker, I can't edit this. You out. are not allowed to remove my compliments. I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't remove it because it's part of like a, a thing that won't make sense if I chop because you're saying abundance. something and I'm like, God damn it. So you have to stop doing that. No, I am not. I will not. So thank you for listening to this episode of Woman. Follow us on Twitter at, at WomanPod, W-H-O-A-M-A-N-P-O-D. And you can follow us on Instagram at WomanPod. I'm Annie, also known as St. Anne. Follow me on Twitter at, at Anne McCarthy, A-N-N-E-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y. Or on Instagram at St. S-A-I-N-T underscore Ann, A-N-N-E 100. And I am O'Malley. You can follow me on Twitter at O-M-A-L-L-E-Y underscore underscore. I roll. I'm eye rolling on that. And then on, on Instagram at um, O'Malley underscore M-C. And last week, I think I said Mick because I'm just so used to saying Mick with the M-C, but it's actually, I was pointed Somebody pointed that out to me. They were like, oh, I looked under me. So it's O'Malley underscore MC on Instagram. I need a cigarette after you said that. What? Like you say it so seductively. Like you should really read for like, oh, it's wrong. You do. You just say it. so. I mean, if anybody disagrees with me, please call in. Thank you, O'Malley. I love you. Love you. Love you. I got to go pick up Ben. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Yes. Bye. Bye.
children dances 